What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Ramblings of the Common Man. We've made it to episode 7. Can you believe it? Ow! Whoa, whoa. Who's that you say? Well, well, once again, for the third time, I am very pleased to have joined with me... The trifecta. Adam, a.k.a. The Last Dawn, a.k.a. Vino, a.k.a. Mr. Glass, a.k.a. Dr. Truth. Welcome back, Adam. They call me Mr. Glass. Welcome back. It's, we're happy to have you back here on Rambles and the Con, man. Good to be back. Is our third episode together? It's nice to be with you, man. It's you know nice. what? We, I find that our ramblings are pretty good. You've rambled. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty hard. Hard rambles, man. Hard rambles. Yeah, they've been uh, risque. We push the boundaries. Hard <laughs> rambling, yes, we do. I want to introduce my good friend and host, Andrew, a.k.a. DJ James, a.k.a. Scotch of the Rocks, a.k.a. Drew Scallion. Well, thank you very much, kind sir. So I'm happy to be back with the call, all the uh, all our avid listeners. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to once again. He's not with us this time around, folks. But Nasty Nate, Nathan C, aka His Royal Nastiness, aka Nasty Nate, aka Mister Campbell. If you're nasty, Mister Campbell, if you're nasty. And we know we love to give a shout out to this guy because he's a good guy. Is there anyone else you want to say hi to? I, as always, want to give a shout out. To my closet listener, we'd love to hear you listening. Welcome back. We know that you're going to love the episode. Thanks for listening, closet listener. Don't forget to hit me up. So what's happening, man? How you been? I'm good. I'm good. How's things with you? Been all right since the last time. You yeah? Know? How, how's your, um, you know, your, have you been handling social media okay? It's been, it's been a struggle, man. It's been, the struggle is real. It is a struggle. It's a continual struggle. The struggle you know is what? real, but hopefully, you know. um, people listen. Maybe they'll change. Never know. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been all right, but uh, I've been dealing. I've been dealing with it. Haven't been freaking out too much. You know, it's good. Happy to hear. So today, folks, you're probably wondering what is the rambling subject for this episode. Um, we will be rambling a little bit about shopping, shopping malls, shopping experiences, um, and then at the end, I'm frustrated. Go ahead. Adam's, Adam's got stuff to ramble about. We're going to ramble about shopping. At the end of the episode, um, we've missed it a couple episodes now. We got you, Joel. Joel, we haven't forgot about you, buddy. We're going to read Chapter 3 of Joel's book, The Triumvirate. Make sure you read it. Make sure you read it. It's going to be on, it's on Wattpad right now. But we're going to do a reading of Chapter 3. It's a great book, so stay tuned for that. It's riveting. It is riveting. And you'll be shocked to know the age of the author. But that, we will keep a mystery. Should we give it away at the end, or do you want to just keep that mysterious? I think we're going to keep that mysterious. Okay, but he, he's young. He's pretty young, guys. But he's brilliant. Brilliant, Joel. Anyway, so... Gotta, can I just say? Yeah. I, I was just reading it. He has a brilliant mind. Just to come up with the stuff he comes up with. You know, we'll, pro- we'll probably have him on the... Well, we're going to have him on the show. i got to be on the show with Joel. We're going to talk... We're going to ask him how he comes up with these things. We need to ramble with Joel. We're going to ramble with Joel. And Nasty Nate, man. That guy needs to ramble. Nasty, I feel like Nasty Nate needs to get some stuff off his chest. He's got stuff on his chest. We have to have a ramble about women with Nasty Nate because I know he's got women problems. <laughs> him and I both. Take it away, man. All right, so on to the main subject of today's podcast. We're going to talk about shopping. The experiences of shopping, shopping malls, um, and sort of what happens... Uh, during the whole experience of shopping in today's modern world. Drives me crazy, man. 
You know what? It'd be very infuriating. I got to tell you that I make a conscious effort to reduce the amount of shopping, like substantially. Period. I try my best. So, like when I go shopping, I have an exact list of what I need to get. I go into the store, I get it, and I get out as soon as possible. I agree. Get to the point. I'm quick, man. My wife likes to browse. She peruses. I walk in, walk out. I'm done. Five minutes. That's the way I roll. That's the way guys shop. That's how the way That's guys how do guys it. shop. But uh, yeah, there was a couple things, uh, experiences that I've gone through that uh, irked me, to say the, to say the least. But um, I don't know. Is there anything that uh, bothers you about shopping? Well, there's a lot of different things. I'm just trying to think of which one we can start off with. How about I start with the first thing about shopping? The very very first thing. Parking lots. Oh, parking lots. Now, are we talking regular shopping days or are we talking like crazy holidays like Boxing Day? Because those are two different scenarios. I think box holidays are like a, an, an adventure unto themselves, right? Ho- holidays are like no-holds-barred cage wrestling match. Just everything goes. So, Pretty I don't much. know. I, I don't even think that you. counts. Because I got a really negative experience this past Boxing Day, but we don't really got to get into that. Do you want to get into that? Well, I'll just briefly say that I was in at a shopping mall where there are probably, well, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of parking spaces along. Hundreds. Around the premises of the of the mall. Was it York, though? It was Markville Mall. Oh. So Mark, in Markham, Ontario. Who goes there? Which is right now the current China of our area. And, and it's not racist. It's just... It's just a geological observation. <laughs> it's where all the Chinese are gravitating, is Markham. Sorry for laughing to the Asian fans. It's okay. It's just it's just how it is, people. It's like how Italians are in Maple. Yeah, we live in Maple, in Woodbridge. Woodbridge, yeah. It is what it is. So, anyway, I, literally, I drove around for almost an hour looking for parking. I ended up having to dr- to park in the adjacent neighborhood. Oh, my goodness. And there was even cars all over the streets there. What? It was it was insane. And I was so put off. And then the sales were bad. But that's another thing. Oh, was it, was it Boxing Day? It was Day, Boxing Day. And the sales were even horrible on Boxing Don't Day. Don't even get me started on Boxing Day because that's a show. It, that's a whole show a, about how much of a scam. Boxing Day, a.k.a. Boxing Week. Please. Please, who are you fooling with Boxing Week? I know the same day and the rest of the week, the prices are the same. They are the same. So I'm not coming in the 26th. I'll be there on the 30th. Don't get me started. I'm getting angry now about Boxing Day. So tell us about your parking experience. Let's talk about parking lots because, I mean, that's number one process. So I get to the shopping. Let's, Let's just, let's say food shopping, okay? Simple example. This applies to food shopping to the malls. Probably happens more at the malls because people are idiots when it comes to shopping. But... Let's say, let's say food shopping. So I go to Fortino's, which is a local supermarket in uh, Maple in Toronto. It's pretty big. If you live in, I guess, Ontario, I don't know where, they've, where they are. But um, that's besides the point. But uh, my question is, what is it about parking lots that makes people think they are living in London, driving on the wrong side of the road? Do you, want, good, do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. So, in North America, in case you're not aware... Just in case you don't know. We drive on the right-hand side of the road. Right. Not the left. Not the left. The right. But apparently, when you enter a parking lot, all the rules of the road cease to exist. Nothing. Everything goes. 
It's a cage match. Which, I don't remember reading that in the rule book. Two men enter, one man leaves. I remember reading that in the rule book, so something's up with that. So, my thing is, you're driving in the parking lot. Drive on the right. Not the left. Not the middle, because I know the middle's tempting. You want to drive in the middle, but the middle doesn't count. Move to the right. If you want to stop on the right and wait for parking spots, that's fine. Just give me space to pass you, and I'm okay with that. Just... Don't go on the left side. And then don't look at me stupid when you're driving on the wrong side of the road. And then I'm trying to drive on my right side. And you look at me like I'm an idiot. You're the idiot. I'm getting angry. Go ahead. Just don't do it, people. Just don't. Just drive. If you follow the rules of the road, there will be order. Order, man. Just order. Not chaos. That's all we need. That's all I got to say about parking lots. And and I'm going to just segue into another topic that I probably think you're going to ramble because it's in the parking lot. If you're not handicapped or don't have a handicap sign, don't park in the handicap spot. Right? Oh, please. Okay, listen. I got I to gotta tell you guys. All right. So I had knee surgery in, in January. Okay. So I am handicapped, unfortunately. Temporarily. Temporarily until the end of March. That's when I have my sticker. I'm walking a bit better now, so even though I still have the handicap sticker, I choose not to park in the handicap spot because I do not believe I am handicapped, right? So I could use it, but I choose not to. But when I was in pain, so let's say in February, and I'm dying, and I'm walking with a cane, I go to to a bakery because I want a coffee, and there's two handicap spots in front of the bakery. Both are taken. So... I said, fine. So I parked about a one-minute walk away. I walk up to the bakery, and I see this, like, 40-year-old guy, rich, because there's a Porsche uh, Cayenne parked in the, in the handicap spot, wow. walking out in his, eh? in his leather coat and his slicked hair and his Prada sunglasses. Oh, I don't forget those Prada sunglasses. Red stripe on the side. And I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, he is not going to the spot. He is not going to the spot. He went to the handicap spot, got in his car, looked at me. We made eye contact. No word of a lie. We, we made eye contact, and he left. And I wanted to hit him with my cane, but he did it. Go ahead. I'm getting angry. That's not cool, people. Those handicap spots are reserved for people who have trouble maneuvering themselves, walking around, who are in pain. Okay, do not take a handicap spot because you think you have some sense of you know like you deserve it like you're don't be lazy okay I was in pain then I was in pain that day I was on painkillers up the wazoo and and uh I had yeah, to walk so don't have any sense of entitlement like that the handicapped spot is waiting for you it's not are you in pain do you have problems moving around no so don't use it okay and then there's people that don't look handicapped but they're handicapped like, if someone has MS or Parkinson's or something. So, let's not be judgmental and freak on these people because they're not using a wheelchair. Let's give people the benefit of the doubt and maybe they're handicapped. Make because, sure you have your sticker on your dash. But sometimes people look like they're okay and we're like, this idiot's not handicapped. But maybe they are. We don't know what's going on in their life. So, let's not judge them. Let's be good people and, and not hate on them. Because, you know, let's not hate, man. No hating. Just love. We need to love each other. Can I can I expand on something? Yeah, sure. I want to I want to talk about this. I want to talk about it has to do with me being handicapped, and I'll keep it quick because 
I'm, I'm going to freestyle here, all right? If no that's problem. okay with you. No problem okay. at all. Take it away. So, little story about myself, why I'm a.k.a. Mr. Glass, because I am a permanently injured person, unfortunately. Thus, I parked in the handicapped spot. But being a permanently injured person, uh, a box fell on top of me while I was working one day, and I herniated two discs on my back. This was 10 years ago, and I've been living in excruciating pain ever since. But I live my life because you can't do anything about it. So I just keep living. Alright? I'm in pain. It sucks. And I wrote something I'd like to read. Well, you know what, Adam? Can first, I? First of all, just like to explain, that's why Adam is Mr. Glass, because unfortunately the man is shattered. It's been an experience. It's been 10 years. Sorry, we were talking about handicap. It's okay. And it got we're me just thinking. Doing a quick segue here. I was thinking about my pain. I'm always in pain. I'm sick and tired of it. So I wrote a little something just because I'm frustrated. Because I'm a very frustrated guy. So you'll feel it in what I'm writing. Well, first of all, I just want to say that on behalf of the listeners, I want to say myself that we feel for you. We're here for you. We appreciate you telling us your story. And please go ahead and tell us what you got to say. Can I get some sad music, please? So I wrote this because I'm in pain every day, and I get sick and tired, so I gotta write sometimes. You, you're a writer. I, I am a writer. Joel, you're a writer. Joel, you know. But I just write a little something something just to get, sometimes you gotta get the pain out, man. You gotta deal with the pain because there's no other way, so you put it on paper. This is what I wrote. Give me the sad music. I called this to my closest friend. I was minding my own business that fateful day I fell. You said your name was Pain, and you'd make my life a living hell. You never asked for my permission, and like a leech you latched on. I fought you, and I struggled, but every time you won. You're there when I wake up, and you're there when I go to bed. Like a spirit you possess me, you're always in my head. You're my companion when I'm in public, and my company when I'm alone. At times you may leave me, but you always find your way home. At first I didn't believe it, and I tried to push you away. I tried drinking, I tried pills, but you're always here to stay. It feels like we're inseparable, where I go you always follow. You've made me an empty version of myself, emotionless and hollow. I am you, and you are me, we've become one and the same. You've extinguished the fire inside my heart, like water to a flame. I came to accept you as part of my life, and call you a close friend. You promised me that you'd never go, you'd be there till the end. You'll truly never leave me, and that's something that I know. But I must say goodbye to you, my friend, cause it's time for you to go. You can no longer tell me what to do, for I control my day. Choices are mine are now mine to make. You no longer have a say. There's nothing left for you to take, and I've got nothing more to give. Cause it's time for me to claim back what's mine, and it's time for me to live. And to my closest friend, the one I met that fateful day I fell. To you I bid you a fond farewell, and you can go to hell. Thank you. Had to get it out. Got a little angry at the end. Wow. 
I gotta say, man. Do you feel it? I was feeling your pain and suffering. Every day, man. Sadness. Every day, it's horrible. That was amazing. Thanks, man. Good for you. That's amazing writing. Well, you know, I have to let it out. Have to let it out for the listeners. Closet listener, how you doing? Another level, people. This is another level of. I hope my wife's listening. That'd be nice to talk about teeth. Linda, we're gonna have you on. Don't worry. We're gonna have you talk about teeth. You'll be able to give me all the grief you want to give me because I know you got a lot of pent up aggression. All right, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. That that was good. That was that, a, that was a truly amazing experience. That was better than my rap. You know what? One day I have I have more. I don't even want to dull uh, to delve into the mind of of that is Adam. It's too complicated. We'll we'll slowly peel back the layers. Peel back the layers like Drew Scallion. Drew Scallion. All right. Well, thank you once again for sharing that with us. All right, we appreciate keep, it. Let's keep going. Man. Let's keep going with the shopping. Let's keep what going. do we got next on our list of uh, rambling topics? You ever go to the mall, okay? And you got those people right in the middle of the mall, and they're in a kiosk and they're selling cream. I don't know if this ever happens. You're to gonna me. have to take this one away because that really hasn't happened. to okay, me. Okay, people. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. You get attacked. I've been attacked. I'm like, go away. So you're walking down the mall. You're on the side. You're walking, walking. Some guy comes up to you. He's like, oh, I got some cream for you. Try some cream. Usually they say, can I ask you a question? And you're like, okay. Uh, Is your skin dry? And then they suck you in with this stupid thing. And it's like, oh, this is the best cream. It's from the Dead Sea from Israel. It's always from Israel, this cream. I don't know why. Apparently the Dead Sea cream is the best. But they they put it on your skin and then they, you, they make you rub it into your hands and then they're like, ah, you want to buy it? Come buy it. I'm like, no, don't, I don't want to buy a cream. Don't walk. They follow you into the store to stop you, man. It's insane. And then when you're walking the other way, they come back again. And I'm like, did you not just see me 15 seconds ago? And they're like, um, but do you want to buy cream? No. That's all. Very, oh, I, the people know what I'm talking about. I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but it happens. You go go to the mall and just walk by these cream people and, and just look at them. Don't I would say generally don't look, but you just look at them and see what they do to you. They will attack you so fast with cream. They're like, let me put on your hands. What but happens I, if you don't want to buy the cream? Well, what I've done, just because I wanted to be a jerk, I took the cream. I tried some on. They gave me a hand wash once. <laughs> so, so they gave me like this hand wash. And it was some sort of mineral salts from the Dead Sea, of course. And it took some dirt off my hands, and they gave me cream, and it smelled very nice from the Dead Sea, Israeli cream. And they uh, and they're like, "Oh, this is great." And I'm like, "Wow, my hands feel amazing." And they're like, "So you're interested in buying?" I'm like, "No, I'm good, thanks." So, and I left. Feels great. Boom. You could have dropped a mic right there. Everyone do it. It is fan. Fantastic. If you work for a cream company, I'm sorry, but I've done this. Well, it might teach them to stop giving away their product for free and hoping that people will buy it. Yeah, and don't chase people into the store because I'm in another store. Anyways. Yeah, you're just ruining the shopping experience. I'm trying to buy pants, man, and you're selling me cream. Driving me crazy. So I just want to say real quick at the malls, or at the, it's the malls. This is about malls. I think people should walk on the same side that they drive on. I've been saying this for years. It should be mall etiquette. Walk on the same side that you drive on. Does that not make sense to you? Yeah. So so remember how we talked about parking people? How in the parking lot? Drive on the right side. Yes. In the mall, yes. walk on the right side. So you got two two lanes in the mall, right? One for one side of the stores, one for the other side of the stores. And in each lane, you can fit two lanes. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's building like a four-lane highway. It's a four-lane highway. So you can fit both ways for each side. So for each side, there should be a, a right and a left going each way. There should be no one walking in the middle. No one driving on the right side that should be walking on the is walking left. Walk on the right the the proper side. And and malls will be so non-chaotic. Yeah, It'll, you might actually enjoy your experience. Malls will be like utopia. It would be amazing. Can you imagine that people? A utopia mall? I can't. Oh, it'd be it'd be incredible. Have you ever been hit with a baby carriage? You know, sometimes they come up right behind me and get me right in the in the ankle, and it's pretty annoying. And do they give you dirty looks? Yeah, like like they're privileged or something because they got a baby carriage. I hate them. I'm sorry. If if I don't care if you have a baby, I love babies. But if you hit people with your baby carriage and you're using it as a ram, I don't respect you. No, you're not privileged because you have a baby. And I hope your baby wakes up and cries really hard. I'm sorry. It's the truth. I don't know about you. I don't know if this happens to you. It drives it, me crazy. It, it's pretty annoying. You know, like, I've been the driver of a baby carriage. I try what? to... Do you have some baby that we don't know about? You know, that's a, maybe another another episode to talk about. Wow. Another layer. Wow. Another layer. Peeling back those layers. But uh, just saying, I've been the driver of a baby carriage, and, you know, I try to respect people, and they're, you know, keep distance. Uh-huh. But I don't like it when, uh, when a driver of a baby carriage comes up behind me and expects me to get out of the way. No. 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 That's not how it works. No, that's what the middle lane is for. For passing. There you go. Just like a highway, people, we all took driver's ed. We know what we're doing. On the road, apply the same rules in the shopping mall. I don't feel for these people. I don't feel for them. I don't think we should. I don't know. When you when you go shopping, okay, what do you think about uh, self-checkout? This is my this is my opinion on self-checkout. I'd love to know because it baffles me. So... I would love to know why me as a, as a customer. So I'm coming in and I'm paying money. Let me ask you first. Let sure. me ask you first. I'm sorry. Do you use self-checkout? Absolutely not. Wow. I use it. But so this, is, this is my ramble. Am this I part of argument. your ramble then as someone who uses self-checkout? No, no. My argument or ramble is about the induction of self-checkout. Okay. Why am I, as a paying customer, I'm paying for number one for the product I'm buying. Yes. I'm also paying... For the store to be open, yes. and I'm paying very. I even though it's a small piece, I am paying for the salary of the cashiers. Of the cashiers, yes, That's they a good piece, are man. getting paid to cash out my product. They are. Why am I yep. paying the same price and then doing the work myself? Yes, and you know you're taking their job away from them. These these poor I, working people. Therefore, I do not use self checkout because I am not going to the grocery store to work. I am going there to get what I need and to be served as a customer. I agree. It is a customer experience. You check out... And you bag my groceries too, okay? I'm not bagging my own groceries. I'm not bagging my own groceries. There's I am no not way. bagging my own... Gro- and then when I look at you, like bag my groceries, don't look at me like I'm supposed to do it because it's your job, okay? I used to work at Business Depot, Staples. It was called Business Depot at the time, Staples. Yeah. I bag people's stuff. Okay, when I was on cash. I worked customer service. It was the worst. But I bag people's stuff. So I know you're supposed to bag. You don't look at them and say, here you go, and bag it. But grocery stores, they, they just push to the side and they're like, there you go. Yeah, like, and then, they, and then they, bag it? they take some bags and they dump it on top. Oh, yeah. How many? And, oh, 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 my God. How many bags do you want? What? I don't, I don't know. know. 
You bag Put them, them in a bag them. and then tell me how many bags I want. You're asking me how many bags I want before you even check my stuff out. And then some of these grocery what am I, a stores, magician? They, want, they want to start charging us a nickel per bag. Who knows? Which Who? I don't really care about the nickel part, but it's like, okay, I get you're trying to save the environment, but just bag the just bag the groceries and then ask, okay. Do you, you know used, how many bags you need? You use no, I don't. I don't. I don't know how many bags. I need. Who knows? Who is this Houdini that knows how many bags he need? No, idea. I don't. I'm not a psychic. What am I, mad at Miss Cleo? No idea. Let how me about, tell your fortune. How about bag the groceries, and then we'll figure out how many bags I need. Drives me nuts, man. Sorry, that wasn't even part of my ramble, but I just got onto the bagging, and I'm very angry, guys. I need an outlet. If you have any suggestions, get to me on Twitter, at Donadamo, D-O-N-A-D-A-M-O. Send him a tweet. Send me a tweet. Andrew, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is at A-G-R-I-B-O-V-S-K-Y. A-G-R-I-B-O-V-S-K-Y. Send me a tweet, especially you, closet listener. Happy to hear from you. And uh, just one more person, at the real NC underscore. Underscore. Don't forget the underscore, people. The real NC underscore. Sorry, I know that has nothing to do with anything. You know, our listeners are probably wondering, who is this nasty name? He's nasty, but not, like, actually nasty. No, nasty in a cool way. Nasty in a cool way. Like, he's so cool, he's nasty. In a cool black way. Uh, yeah, Because he's black. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes him cooler. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, black guys are cool. Yeah. And he also has a six-pack. And it, you know what? It just drives, it makes me sick. He wakes up in the morning, and he sits up, and he has a six-pack. Come on, man. And he can swim, apparently. He can swim, too, guys. He's defying all odds. Yeah, all stereotypes, he's going against them. Anyway, we're going to have Nasty Nate on soon enough, so don't worry. And he told me he won competitions, so I don't know. I don't believe him, but that's what he says. So, if I can continue about uh, shopping, because uh, I have a couple more things yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. Not, not many, just a couple. Um, when you're at a supermarket, pick a side. Don't stop in the middle with your gr- and start picking groceries off Here both sides. Here we go. Side. We're the same principle. But just pick a side. No, you can go on the other side. That's fine. I don't care. You want to drive on the wrong side. That's cool. But just move to the side. And then don't sit in the middle. And then I say, excuse me. And then you look at me like I'm stupid. Or heaven forbid, I move your cart out of the way. Oh. I got yelled at. Oh, why yeah. are you that's touching crossing my, the line, Adam. You know, I gotta, why are you touching my groceries? Yes, because my hand was inside your cart. I just turned it. So I can get by. I said, excuse me. Then I said, excuse me, ma'am. I called her ma'am. And she was like 40. But I still called her ma'am because I'm polite. She did not say anything. I moved her stuff. And she got mad at me. Then I got a little angry. And I said, well, if you move your rear out of the way, I would be able to get by. She gave me a dirty look. But she moved. She moved. She moved. She moved. That's what was important. So the moral of the story is don't leave your cart. Yeah, Unattended. Don't, don't be a putz. Don't be a putz. It's the second episode we use that word now. It's two in a row, man, but that's my thing. Don't be a putz. Anyways, drives me crazy. And if you're at the cash and there's 20 people behind you, don't ask for a price check for, for 25 cents. You know, if it's for a dollar or a couple of dollars, you know, we get it. We got to save money. But for yes. 25 cents? Yeah, I've given someone 50 cents once. They, they asked for a price check for 50 cents and I gave the cashier. I said, here's 50 cents. Just keep it moving, because I don't want to wait. I was next in line. I wanted to go home. It was a Saturday. I already wait 20 minutes in line. And of course, the person in front of me asked for the price check. Hold on. I got to go off on a tangent. One second. This is fast. Why do I always get the lotto guy in front of me? 
I don't know if this happens to you. This oh, has nothing the to, guys who want to play the lottery This has cards. nothing to do with anything. But, like, I go to the variety store, and there's five people in line. Everyone's, oh, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy that. And then the guy in front of me, I'm playing 25 pro-line tickets, and I'm checking all my lottery tickets. Why do I always get that guy in front of me? I know, I know that feeling. Why? I know that feeling. You know what? You see, I have a pack of gum, okay? And you have 25 tickets. And just turn around. You see me with a pack of gum. Just let me go in front of you. Because I have to wait 15 minutes for you to cash all your tickets. Then you want to replay all your tickets. Then you have to pick your your scratch tickets. But you don't pick the first one. You pick the ones in the middle. Or or you get the really special people that count a certain number because they're superstitious. Drives me crazy. Sorry I had to say it. Drives me nuts. No, no. It's totally understandable. I hate that feeling. Because all you want to do. All you want to do is buy your groceries and leave. I just want to go home. Swear to go to but bed. no, this person needs to play their cards and then wait. No, no, they got to pick more cards. Yes, and then they got to scratch them. I've had people scratch like right there and then try to replay that card. Yep. No, you move out of the way and you let me go. And what's the deal with parking lot stalkers? The ones that uh, have you been try stalked? Follow you for your spot? Yeah. Explain what they are, please. So parking lot stalker in this case they scare me. Parking lot stalker is let's just say you're in a full parking lot. Okay, or if someone's just weird, and uh, you're walking to your car, and there's another person in their car. They usually spot you from far away. Oh yeah, they target you. They're looking for a spot. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt and say that the parking lot's full. They can't find a spot. They target you. I hope so. I hope the parking lot's full. And they slowly, very creepy slowly, creepy slowly follow you to your car. They leave maybe a couple meters of distance between you and the you. And their bumper. They get really close sometimes. They get really close. Yeah. And then they see you go into your car. And then they stop. And then get, guess what happens next? They don't give you enough room to back out either. The blinker goes on. Oh. The, the blinker. And then you have to go around them. And then you have to wait. And then the immediately as you pull out of your spot, there's a fight between them and another vehicle trying to get into the same spot. And then you can't get out because you're blocked. Because you're caught in the middle. And the person that follows you is always too close to you. Drives me nuts. They park, they stop their car, and it's like, I can't get out. And then you back up and you look at them and you kind of do the backup sign and they're like, Like, I'm sorry. Like, they're inconvenienced. That's what they do. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been parking lot stocked? And then walked across the parking lot. Because I do it all the time. And it is the best feeling. I don't think I've pulled that. Tell, me, tell at, me how it feels. I do it, it's good to do it at a, at a busy mall on a Saturday. Okay. You go to the wrong lane. Where, or the wrong aisle. I guess where your car is parked. And you walk. And then you get a parking lot soccer. And they see you. And they're like, oh, this guy's going to his car. So they start following you. But then right when you get to your car, you do a quick... Uh, quick 90 degrees zoop, to the side, you cross two two lanes, and you're like, my car is actually in the other aisle, sucker. And then someone else gets the spot. I know it's mean. I get simple joys out of these things. It's okay. It's not It's not that bad. Sometimes you got to teach people a lesson. Don't stalk me, man. That's creepy. Don't do not do it. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. It drives me nuts. I don't know. I think, uh, I think I'm done here. Well, that was our short sort of, uh, you know... Shopping ramble. It, it kind of diverted a little bit there, but it's okay. I have one more. Yeah. Last one. I apologize. Double parking. Oh, that's I, right. The double finish, parking. We're finishing off, so I got to go to double parking, okay? If you're driving a 1995 Toyota Corolla, you should not be double parking. 
No one should double park. Unless you drive a $200,000 car, still illegal, but then I understand you're double parking. Or if you're driving a truck that is too big and takes up two spots, which is kind of a, a jerk move anyways to drive that stupid kind of truck, there's no need to double park. Ever. Ever. No need, guys. No need. And if you just don't know how to park, learn. How'd you get your license? I don't know. That's all. It's part of driver's ed, so I'm not sure. You know, That's they teach you how to park. I'm done. I'm angry and I'm done. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, we hope that you guys uh, share our uh, our viewpoints and opinions. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for coming along. We would like to take you on a small little trip into fantasy for the ending of this episode. Should we say bye to the uh, to Claus Lister now or later? What do you um, want to do? You know what? Let's um. You know what? Let's say goodbye to the closet listener now. Okay. If you want to, uh, go ahead. Closet listener, I just want to say thank you once again for listening. It brings a warm feeling to my heart to know that you're listening somewhere in the world to my voice. And you can listen to Nicholas Sparks, uh, watch the Nicholas Sparks movies together. If you ever want to watch the Nicholas Sparks movie together, you let me know and I'll be there. All right. And uh, the real NC. The real NC. Um, Mr. Nate Dog, Nasty Nate. Uh, once again, another shout out to you, buddy. We're going to have you on this podcast sooner than later, I promise. It's going to be a good time. Thank you but for having me. No problem, Adam. It was my pleasure. And uh, shout out to my buddy David, who um, has his Tech Time podcast. is on iTunes and Spreaker as well. If you're interested in technology, listen to David on Tech Time. Shout out to Joel. Now, the major shout-out to Joel, like we said at the beginning of the episode... We got you, Joel. We're going to be doing a reading of Joel's book, The Triumvirate, Volume 1. With voices. With voices. Not great voices, but voices. So, we'll just give you guys a quick summary uh, of the story so far. So, we're on Chapter 3 today. Um, so far, we have the character of Mr. Thrun and his son, Talus. Uh, and uh, two other characters, a sword named Quicksilver... And a dog named Mutt. And I will be playing Quicksilver and Mutt. And Mutt. So Adam will be the voice of Quicksilver and Mutt. So far in the story, Talus, our young, our young main character, has passed out a couple times. His father has uh, been in a battle in the village. And the village is now destroyed. And nobody really knows what's, uh, what's happened. And um, we're following the, the journey of Talus. And his two companions, which he's still trying to get used to himself. Can I just say that both my voices kind of sound the same? So, I'm going to try. Well, I'm going to be the narrator and I'll be also voicing Talus. So, we're going to be doing chapter 3 today. The chapter is called A Trio Set in Stone. And once again, this is for Dawn of the Immortalis, Volume 1, The Triumvirate. Joel is awesome. So Joel, this is all shout out to Joel. If you guys want to follow Joel on Wattpad, this is where his writings are found. The app is called W-A-T-T-P-A-D. And his handle is J-Hugget, J-H-U-G-G-E-T-T. J-Hugget. J-Hugget. So once again, chapter three, a trio set in stone. J-Hugget out. Talus opened his eyes. Everything was still the way it was before. It wasn't just a nightmare. His parents could not console him and tell him everything was alright. Instead, his world has been unearthed, his home lost, his family lost. All that was left was what now appears to be two people he could try to find solace with. 
Mutt, the talking dog, was conversing with this exquisite-looking sword. They were debating the difference between stupidity and bravery. I still think that those heroes in the stories are all stupid. If you use your intelligence, you could come to a terms without needless bloodshed, Mutt said matter-of-factly. Ah, Talus, you're awake once more. Are you feeling all right? You've become unconscious again. I don't believe that's a healthy sign. I'm fine. What? I mean, who is that? Talus said, pointing towards his sword. You must be Talus. Mr. Throned talked very fondly of you. Where are my manners? I am called Quicksilver. Your father, you could say, was my master, or more like my wielder. I would very certainly like to accompany you, wherever it is you're going, if that is you would take me, the sword said. Why can you talk? You're just a sword. No offense. I've just never met a talking sword before, nor have I met a talking dog before, for that matter, he said, shifting his feet. I was once a Rother, a lion man, you would say. We were such an honorable race. My mane was exquisite, like a river of flowing gold strands, Quicksilver said, reminiscing. It was a beautiful day. The sun beamed down with its heartwarming glow. The trees were a crisp green. There was a bristling brook, its water like flowing sapphires. There was an injured woman, of your race, I believe. She looked in need of help, so I ran to her aid. She turned in shock and cursed me. I w was instantly turned into a sword. I fell to the ground. She just left me there. Until your father... Mr. Thrund came along. We became friends. He trailed off into comprehensive utterings and mutterings. Who are you calling a dog? Mutt said, cocking his head to the left. Quicksilver was speaking. Don't you have any manners? Sorry, Quicksilver, go on, Talus said, crossing his arms over his chest. No, no, it's fine. I was done anyways, Quicksilver said quickly. Mutt, you're a canine, are you not? I'm a canine, yes, but I don't. Ever, but don't ever call me a dog. I'm a horlog, a talking canine, if you will. I am in no way related to a mere dog. Ignorant, petty thing they are. We didn't mean any offense. By the way, Quicksilver, you wouldn't have happened to have seen what unfolded here, did you? Talus said, apologetically and inquiringly. No, sir, Mr. Throne threw me away after the ground gave way. Talus got up, and he walked towards the crater-like hole. As he reached its side, he peered down into it. He saw nothing but darkness. He looked around, his home pillaged, his family more than, more than likely dead, no clear paths in which to follow. He dropped to his knees, pale blue tears trickling down his light gold skin. He kept asking himself, Why did this happen? Why him? Why? He quickly stood upright and bolted down the road that exits the village. He just kept running, his stamina failing to be depleted. He took a right into the forest, yellow and red leaves brushing the tears off his face. The sun was setting in the distance, casting eerie shadows through the trees. Talus slammed into an old elm, slowing, sliding into the ground whilst leading on it. 
He wrapped his arms around himself and closed his eyes. Sleep enveloped him faster than darkness does a candle. Talus opened his weary eyes, sunlight unkindly blurring his vision. To his left, Mutt was sleeping on his back, legs twitching and a slight whimper coming from his muzzle. Talus scratched Mutt's salt and pepper color fur-covered belly. Mutt's back leg started kicking as if he himself was doing the scratching. Talus looked to his right and saw the sword. So much for being in no way related to a mere dog, eh? Quicksilver said wittingly. Talus laughed wholeheartedly. He was in need of it, after all, for it alleviated many of his woes for the time being. Mutt roused instantly, sat upright, and cocked his head at Talus. Talus simply shook his head with failed attempts at hiding his mirth. Once Talus calmed down, he asked, How on earth did you two find me? You were in such a hurry that you left a trail equivalent to one of a herd of diabolical bulls, Quicksilver said, laughing in that guttural voice. Not to mention, I was able to sniff you out rather easily, Mutt said, still confused as to why they were in such a good mood. Thank you, both of you. I believe I should start looking for some food for us. I don't want to go back to my village after, Talus said, averting his eyes downward. Let the past be in the good past, sir, said Quicksilver. I second that, Mutt uttered. On the topic of food, I do believe I smelled some nice little rabbits earlier. Perhaps we should split up and go searching, and then meet back here. Agreed, Agreed. Quicksilver and Talus said simultaneously. Talus stood up, picking up the sword in his right hand. It said, Talus, I would like to show you something. Let your arm go limp. Trust me. Talus rather reluctantly let his arm drop. All of a sudden, Talus' arm started moving uncontrollably. It caused him to turn around and slash at the tree multiple times. Then suddenly it stopped. Talus had full control of his arm once again. Although on the tree engraved as if by a master woodcarver was an image of Quicksilver. He looked down at the sword. What? How? He said, his jaw dropping open. Quicksilver chuckled. I used to be a blade master. I'll retain all of my training. The only kindness I received is in this form is the ability to control one's arm. That is, if they first let it drop. That's amazing. I could really use that. You're the first sword I've ever held, and the first sword I've ever seen, for that matter, Talus said admiringly. Yes, yes. We'll make quite the team, you and I. Back to business now. Talus, you and I shall look for some greenery to eat. Mutt, perhaps you can go and try to catch some of those rabbits you talked about earlier. Agreed? Mutt and Talus both nodded their heads in agreement. Talus looked around himself. There were trees of all sorts, from pines to maples. It was a rather dense forest, quite colorful as well, now with winter on the horizon. The compelling sound of chirping birds resonated throughout its vast boundaries. The smell of fresh air filled his nostrils, then they started on their separate ways. They arrived back together about a mere hour later. Talus brought with him a few handfuls of what appeared to be wild blackberries, and Mutt was successful at catching a rabbit. Mutt simply ate the rabbit the way it was, and Talus likewise with the berries. 
They were having a jolly old time, especially considering the events that had so recently befell them, more directly Talus. They were discussing this and, and that laughing every once in a while. Mutt proved to be a rather wise dog, for this is what I will refer to him as. And Quicksilver had many stories to share, mostly of his adventures as a Rothier. It was noon time when they finally decided to be on their way. The sun was beating down on them, and it pro- uh, proved to be a rather warm autumn day. They figured the best course of action was to continue north, away from the village. So they started their trek, still making small talk. They walked with Mutt in the lead. Talus was able to sheath Quicksilver onto his leather belt. Talus took, took off his faded leather jerkin and swung it over his shoulder exposing his gray sleeveless clothed tunic. He wore a simple pair of trousers and he had a nice pair of high-necked old leather boots. After they traveled a mile or two, they came across a low burning campfire with no belongings around it. Talus heard a twig snap behind him and turned abruptly whilst drawing out Quicksilver. There was a man, his bow strung and arrow notched in their direction. The man said, What business do you got in these parts, boy? We come in peace, good sir, Quicksilver uttered. Yes, we mean no harm. We were just going for a walk, Mutt added, sitting down by the fire. What sorcery is this? The man cried out, turning and running for his as fast as his feet could carry him. Perhaps you two shouldn't speak to anyone, or at least to any strangers. Sorcery is feared in these parts, and those who live here will no doubt take you for it. Talking canines and swords are not common sights in these parts, Talos said, with a small bit of superiority creeping into his tone. That does seem to be a rather logical conclusion. Well, on the other hand, considering the fact that this man obviously didn't recognize you, it would indicate that he's not from your village. So theoretically based on my present understanding, there must be some sort of, some form of civilization near here. Mutt said, moving his head and switching between various expressions to further his observation. Perhaps we should continue on our way then, for time is not something to be wasted, Quicksilver said. So the three once again continued northwards. That's chapter three, everybody. That was chapter three, and believe it or not, that was written by my cousin Joel. Shout out to Joel. Joel! That was amazing. We had the extra... Reading of uh, the extra voicing of Adam here. Yes, the talented voices. The talented voices. That sounded the same. Of Mutt and Quicksilver. Anyway, everybody, we're glad uh, that you were able to listen to that. Hope you enjoyed it. And um, once again, thanks for listening and ramblings on the comment. Adam, thanks once again for coming. Thanks for having me, man. This has been, uh, once again, another successful episode. Three uh, in a row, isn't it? Three in a row, buddy. And yeah, once again, thanks to everybody for listening, and um, have a good one, and we'll uh, speak to you soon.